The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and uh, I've got a great guest for you today um, to talk about things that, uh, uh, quite frankly, a lot of folks don't really want to talk about. Um, because it, it's, it's a, a deep, deeply heartfelt thing and it can be tough. And especially, uh, if you are a woman, a young woman, a woman of, that has a little bit more seasoning, um, that this is something that can happen to you at, uh, at really at, at any time. So in any event, Angie is with us, Angie Monco, and she, if you want to follow along, you can do that by going to Harmony harbor.com and uh i want to thank you for being here this is going to be an important episode for people i think thank you kevin for having me it really is remarkable as we go through life that we would like to be happy and to be kind and have everything work out just so for us but a lot of times uh circumstances get into the way and things change and then we have to struggle through them the best that we can. And what you've taken on as a life mission is to help women, women especially, mm -hmm. uh, go through the tough parts that can happen with divorce, with uh, if you're widowed, uh, if you lose children, the, the whole thing. So uh, how did you decide that this was going to be your focus in your coaching career? Uh, well, I didn't start out uh, with this niche. I started out actually helping women who wanted to release weight <laughs> and oh, nice. because I had, I was in a 12 step program for that. And so I actually started out doing that and helping them with this technique called emotional freedom technique, oh, and, yeah. you know, to, to release weight. And what happened over the years is that I noticed that the through line with all of the coaching that I was doing was with women and men um, who wanted to heal relationships. So the relationships with themselves and with others and with a higher power, however, however you wanted to define that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so then a couple of years ago, um, a colleague of mine approached me about creating a collaborative divorce alliance. And so collaborative divorces where both parties have a lawyer, they sit down and they, try to work things out. They, they commit to staying out of the courtroom, which is a contested divorce. And so, so Christopher approached me about this collaborative divorce alliance and I was intrigued by it. And we continued to meet and form and create what is now called the collaborative divorce alliance, where we have a lender who's certified with divorce. We have a realtor who's certified in divorce. We have me, we have my equivalent for men 
a coach for men. We have Christopher, who's a financial advisor. And then we have somebody who's a CPA. So we have six people in our alliance. And so when Christopher approached me about this, I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, I work with women in the area of relationship. And what continued to unfold, Kevin, was how if I look at my own story, my own personal story, how it's been really impacted by divorce and by loss. And it just it just made sense for me to evolve into a more targeted niche of women. Because, you know, if you tell someone, well, I can help anybody like we don't hear anything, we, we can't. It, it doesn't occur to our mind. Well, oh, yeah, I should tell Angie about this person or that person. So I really just decided I need to get specific about who I'm helping. Well, you know, by the way, I have personal experience in this area. And mm -hmm. I think what you're doing with the Alliance is really spot on because we didn't have a lot of money. And rather than get two lawyers and do all that, we decided to use the same lawyer. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, you know, selling the house, I had to go find a realtor. She wanted nothing to do with that. And so it uh, or the financial end of it and tying right. things up and putting it all together. It, it was a, a bit of a disaster trying to get all that done. It would have been great if we would have had the resources of the different people that could come together to help us, uh, even though we were trying to do it amicably. Mm -hmm. um, um, we still need <laughs> we still needed a coach to help us through it because we had some uh, logs in the fire that sure. were not were not good for us. So so I th I think what you're doing is is really outstanding. Thank you. Yeah, just and we're all different companies. The six companies we came together and um, we're on Facebook, the Collaborative Divorce Alliance. So you can find us on Facebook and. And we just offer resources and support. And we've really vetted our group to where everybody has a value of excellence, you know, and, and, and high integrity of just helping them get what they want. And also knowing that the professionals that they're working with are going to be um, stellar. I mean, I, the word I think of is excellent, just really top of their game, in their professions. That is what you need when you're going through that, because emotionally yeah. you're having a tough time just getting out of bed and, and, and making your life work on a fundamental basic level. And uh, I had two teenage boys and it was a very difficult time for them mm. and, and stuff. So, you know, that any, any support and help that you can offer uh, people that are in that place, um, it will pay off for them in spades. I agree. And, I agree. And so let's talk. Let's talk about you just a little bit, because it sounds yeah. like at one point you went through divorce yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like at this time, it was 24 years ago, over 24 years ago. And I, uh, I just there was there were issues in our relationship from the very beginning. Uh, and I was searching out when I got with this person, my husband at the time, um, we dated for seven years, but I was seeking out a father figure wow. because I didn't have a very stable father figure. When I was growing up, he was, um, he was abusive to my mom. Wow. So I, I saw that and, and, and I'm, I'm protective because we have a good relationship now, 
but it's taken till now, literally this year to get that. And it's from forgiveness, you know, forgiving and just realizing that no matter what happened, I mean, we all, we all do our best given our level of experience and all the experiences in our life up until then. But the fact is, the fact remains that it was a very traumatic childhood and that I never knew when I would get home or from school or whatever, um, what mood he would be in, you know, would it be, it was like a roller coaster, you know? And so it was unnerving to, to the nervous system, literally, uh, where you just didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe. Well, especially being a daughter and you want to, um, when you're real little, you, you, you know, worship the, the ground your dad walks on, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, most, most girls do, um, they, they want to be daddy's little girl and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then when things go south and, and the emotional and the, the vibe, the vibration and the energy gets, so it's uneven and stuff, and you don't know how to react or react on a daily basis. And, and you're walking on eggshells when you were what, eight, nine, ten years old. Well, they got divorced when I was around 11. My mom and dad got divorced. So yeah, up until age 11, you know, and then he moved out and he continued to um, come around for a while, but he, yeah, he was with someone else anyway. But so I was a child of divorce and I remember that it was kind of embarrassing because one day I went over to my neighbor's house to, to play with my neighbor, Shannon. And she said, so um, I heard your parents got divorced. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. And I, I had, I didn't know because I think it wasn't consistent if he was there or if he wasn't like, right. I mean, sometimes he would be there and sometimes he wasn't and, it, and they never told us. So it was, it was, it was quite dysfunctional. I've and just, and just so you know, and I'm sure that you know this now after looking back on this and the, the number of people that you've worked with, it seems to me that virtually every family that I've ever known has been dysfunctional in one way or another. Some of it's more horrific than others. And mm-hmm. in my case, it was just abject, uh, um, except for when I was playing sports, just ignoring. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because my dad was working a lot and, and he'd come home and he didn't want to be bothered with kid stuff. And, and my mother was trying to keep us quiet. And, and, right. and you know, so so it was... Even though they were married for 50 years, it still was a dysfunctional relationship. But having a divorce and then going in, growing up, the last thing you wanted to do is to have a divorce again. And that's exactly what happened. We repeat those patterns. And and like I said, I was searching out that father figure. So he was like 12 years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, And so what happened was there was, I was always giving away my power to him. And I was always people pleasing him. And and when I say people pleasing, what I, what I mean by that is when we don't really reveal what we truly think and feel to another person, because we don't want them to get mad at us. And I was always a peacekeeper, always a peacekeeper. That was just my, my empathic sensitive nature was to protect everybody's feelings. And I think it started because of my mom, and me wanting to protect my mom from my dad, you know, just like feeling over responsible for her, you know, um, and, and that's how those patterns get started. It is. And they can be lifelong patterns. 
and that's that's why you know i've been working with a lot of coaches of late um and i've done it for a long time and i really think that everybody then you know there are eight billion people on the planet i think we all need to coach <laughs> right right Every one of us, because you need somebody who can look at your blind spots, mm-hmm. who can look from the outside and can and can kind of guide you and help you understand what's happening in your world and what's going on in your life so that you can make the changes that that will make you happier and make mm-hmm. it make you, so that you don't go through the same things over and over again. Right. And we all have blind spots. I mean, I well, have blind spots. You have them. We, we all have them. Yes, we do. I had a blind spot when I was when I got divorced. My blind spot uh, happened to be named Tim. Um, so that's, ah. a, that's a story for another time. Right. But, uh, right. But, you know, it's just one of those things that. Uh, so I'm glad you're doing what you're doing now. You also. Um, had a um, a tragedy happen in, yeah. in in your life and i'm looking at the picture of her now her name yeah. is maddie right gorgeous, gorgeous young lady thank you yes yes so back to my story of my um first marriage we uh, so i always gave my power away to him and in relationships and whether or not i stayed at church I left my church. Um, and at one point he was trying to keep me from seeing my mom, just, you know, controlling, controlling, trying to keep me from seeing my mom. And, and that was like the final straw in my mind. I'm like, no, we, we fought a lot because I didn't want to be controlled. And, um, and so we fought constantly. And, and so I ended up, we were, he'd been married like five years at the time. And, and I just wanted out of the marriage. I felt like I was, again, that over responsibility piece, um, that everything was all work. Um, I was commuting over an hour, one way every day to work and then back. So two and a half hours on the road every day. And, uh, and I just felt like life was so stressful when we were, um, we had a daughter, Maddie, and, um, we had been married like three and a half years, something like that. And we had Maddie and four days after she was born, we learned that she had cystic fibrosis and we didn't even know we were carriers of this genetic disease, but it affects the lungs and the digestion. And it's, it's, um, it's a really terrible, terrible chronic disease. And you can't really tell by looking at somebody that they have it, but it definitely affects their lungs. And if you get like a cold and the, the, you get scar tissue on the lung over time. And so you get more colds and it affects digestion, which is your immune system. And, and so it's just, it all works together to create a really terrible, nasty disease. And, and so, you know, we, we had a special needs child and, and I just, I remember um, I was, I didn't want to have that intimacy with him. I was resentful of him. And, and it was a, it was a deep, underlying resentment, you know, mm-hmm. that, that I didn't even, I don't even think I was that aware of. I just knew that I didn't want to remain in the marriage. I, I, I just didn't want to stay. And so I asked him um, for divorce and asked him for joint custody of our daughter. And, um, and he denied that, you know, and he, I mean, he actually said over my dead body, that's what he said. Um, I guess that would be no then. <laughs> right. He was adamant about it. 
And I mean, I understand. I understood at the time because I was the one that wanted out and he felt hurt and he felt betrayed and, and I get it. Uh, and at the same time, I was a good mom. <laughs> like I didn't deserve to not have at least joint custody of Maddie, but because of the dynamic of, I think authority, you know, he was 12 years older. He'd been my teacher, you know, that authority in our lives. Um, I, I didn't have the courage to fight him. And so I relinquished custody to him. He had an attorney. I didn't even have an attorney when we first got divorced and I signed the papers and, um, and then, then I ended up going back to get an attorney because it was obvious that he wasn't sincere about what he was telling me that he wanted me to have a relationship with her and I could see her anytime. And after the 30 days dried on the divorce decree, he more or less said, no, you can't have anything from our house. You, you know, and he, he cut communication down like that. And so when I realized that I went back and got another attorney, I got my first attorney and we ended up going back. Um, I was prepared to go to court, but you know how they, they are. They, they got us to the courthouse that day and they, they had us um, negotiate outside of the courtroom. And I ended up being more, you know, as far as, visitation that was much, you know, it wasn't just a Saturday. It was a full weekend <laughs> and then holidays and summer visits and stuff like that. But I would have gotten probably full custody or at least joint custody had I gone in front of that courtroom. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was misrepresented. I, I wasn't represented well. And so I ended up settling and, you know, having that where he had legal and um, physical custody of our daughter. Well, it's, it's really it's really hard, especially when your two attorneys, the one that's supposed to be working on your behalf, mm -hmm. is is negotiating with the other one, and neither right. of them want to go to trial. Exactly. And so they're trying to figure out a way to not go to trial and and to make it all work, but it still wasn't what you were looking for or what you deserved. Not at all. Why didn't my attorney say joint custody minimum? You know, joint custody minimum. That's all she'll accept. Um, well, and with a special needs child, the special needs little girl needs your mom. Right. Right. And so I, I was very close with Maddie. I continued to get her every other weekend, summer visits and holidays. We alternated holidays and um, it, it made us that much closer. You know, when, when someone takes away that privilege or whatever of seeing her regularly or more often, I should say, um, it just makes you that much closer and it made us closer. And so it took about 11 years, but she, when she was, well, let me back up when she turned 11. So that was nine years later. Cause we got divorced when she was two, we were divorced when she was two. So nine years later, when she's 11 years old, she approached me and she said she wanted to come live with me. And I was really happy about that. And so I started to teach her visualization and, emotional freedom technique, um, you know, a way to calm the nervous system and to, you know, help you to change how you're thinking about things. And, and, and so anyway, I taught her that and I visualized it and I saw her moving in with me and all this. And I mean, it took us two years and I'll keep the story short, but she was able to move in when she was uh, 13 years old. So she moved in with me when she was 13. We didn't go to court or anything. Um, so her, her dad reluctantly agreed. He didn't want her to, 
But when she wanted to, and she's 13 years old and so forth, I mean, I did hire an attorney again at the time, um, but we didn't have to go to court. So we were able to settle again. And this time she moved in and she just, when she moved in though, she felt very um, guilty. She felt guilty for leaving her dad's family because he had remarried a year after we divorced and had two boys. And so she, she just felt like um, she was selfish, you know, for wanting to come and live with me. And, you know, this created problems. I mean, she was always in the middle of our divorce of, of me and my ex's divorce. And uh, part of that was because he was very resentful that I left. And so you know, she, it just had its consequences. Um, she felt that she couldn't love her stepdad because I remarried a few years later to Steve, my husband, and, um, we've been married almost 20 years now. And, but she didn't feel like she could love him, you know? And so it was, it, it was just very, again, dysfunctional, very unhealthy. And so when she was 15, she started going into the hospital. Now, that's pretty good that she avoided the hospital up until age 15, but she did go in when she was 15. And, and as part of the course of having cystic fibrosis, they give you, they give you antibiotics and they give you IV antibiotics. So for about a week and they're very harsh, you know, and they're very hard on the gut, which again is the home of the immune system. And so, so then I noticed a pattern and I didn't know it at the time you know, when she was 15, that they were so bad. I knew they weren't good, but I didn't know they were that harsh. And, and you so, got to trust your doctors at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I did. And so then she started going into the hospital again and when she was 16 and then when she was 17, and then it started increasing to where she was going in twice a month or twice a year. And then towards like 2018, she was, she was going in there three times. And every time she got the IV antibiotics, the, the less, you know, her body was strong and she lost some weight. And, and so it was, it was really hard watching her and, and I didn't, you know, I mean, the average life expectancy for someone with CF is 30, 39 to 45 years old. It's now 50. And so, um, Maddie was 22 and she, her body just was wearing down, you know, and, and so she, she ended up giving up her battle with cystic fibrosis in October of, of 2018. I'm and so uh, yeah, thank you. I, I did not expect it, but we had a healing circle going for her. And I remember part of the thing that we intended, it's called a power of a healing circle was that the final sentence, Maddie and I wrote this up together. And the final sentence in the, the intention was Maddie is finally free. And Maddie's finally free. It just sounded final. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I did, I got, the more I got to thinking about it, the more I thought, I don't like how that sounds. And so I actually scratched it off on the intention sheet, you know, and, um, but I do believe that it, it actually sped up her transition because in the intention we talked about, Hey, you have clear lungs, you're running, you're, you're having plenty of energy and, uh, I kid you not. It was um, two and a half months after we started that healing circle that she died. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that's just 
destiny. That's just the way it is. Uh, and there's and there's really nothing. It, it's <clears throat> the way I look at it. It's kind of like that was part of her contract that right. she worked with when she came into this world. Right. And, and she anticipated being a shorter than normal lifespan. She did. But she was here because she was here to support you and to support what was going on in around her. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was just that was part of what what she did. And we all do that, I think, from time to time. If you believe like I do in reincarnation and that, mm-hmm. and that we have <clears throat> free will on the other side and we can do what right. we wish. And, on uh, the other side, that's the key words. <laughs> yeah, right? that, that's right. But what she did for you was she was able to help you move into the next sphere, which was to help women who were going through or had gone through or who will go through the same things that you went through. Right. 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 And that what that is a, a wonderful gift that she left you. Yeah. And, and still does. I mean, she's, um, I, I work with a medium on, mm-hmm. on occasion. And, uh, and I remember she passed October of 26, 2018. And about six months later, I started working with this woman who's a medium and, uh, and it was just, you're allowed to say her name, by the way, Catherine Hughes, Catherine and, Hughes. And if somebody wants to get a hold of her, just Catherine Hughes, you can, you can Google her. Yes. Catherine Hughes.net is her, is her, uh, well, that's easy. Yeah. That's easy. I have, and just to give you a little bit of background about, about me and my story, I've worked with psychic mediums for 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, ever since uh, I was in my mid, well, 20 years. And, and uh, whenever, when I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003, one of my wow. co-hosts was a psychic medium. Her name was Kim Miller. And wow. <laughs> I under, so I understand how uh, psychic mediumship works. I have, been, I have been around literally hundreds of readings. And wow. so I know for a fact <clears throat> that they what excuse me what they say is real mm-hmm. i can tell you a quick story you know who john edward is uh that seems familiar but i'm not sure for sure um crossing over he oh, did a show wow. oh yeah 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 yes and he's, he's very 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 gifted at what he does uh-huh. and i was fortunate enough right before covid started mm-hmm. to have him on my program wow and uh the way i set it up it was really kind of cool he would originally what he said to me was, well, we're not allowed. I don't allow friends and family of the host or the coworkers. I don't read for them because it can create issues. Um, so I snuck my sister in uh, and as a, as a call, but I didn't tell him that that was related to her at all. And uh, so he started doing a reading. Now, keep in mind that John Edward um, was scheduled at one o'clock. He um, um, came on the, the call at 12.59. We didn't have a chance to talk or said right, anything. Right, right. Anything. Um, he was in New York. We were in Seattle. He's never met me in person or my sister in person or any of these people. And he started doing a reading, and he was so accurate with my sister. He was more, <laughs> like, at one point he said, uh, um, there's somebody around you with an R name. And he and she thought for a moment and thought for a moment and thought for a moment. She said, "Well, my brother's name is Randy, 
and she forgot that her husband's name is Roger. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I mean, it was it was one of those things, and he was he was very gifted, and uh, he's right on. So I know that when we cross over, we are still here. I also started my my journey with a book called Journey of Souls by uh, Doctor uh, Michael Newton, and it's a, it's about deep hypnosis and going to the other side and that kind of stuff. So nice. well, I know for a fact, and, and you know, <clears throat> this be, is beyond belief for me. I know for a fact that, that, that people communicate with us from the other side and that your beautiful daughter is there every day cheering you on. Thank you. I could tell Kevin, when we first started talking that you had a connection on to the other side. I mean, it was obvious, you know, Oh well, <laughs> I I'm glad it's obvious to you. There's the, there are people that are no 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 no, but uh, no it's it's oh it's, yeah it's, I, I, yeah for sure I, I feel like you channel you know you're channeling. I when I do interviews with people I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't call it channeling. I call it asking questions. <laughs> but I'll ask questions that I haven't thought of before uh, the interview or anything. So um, and and I honestly believe that we all have this ability and have this gift if we choose to use it. Um, but your gift is when people are in a, there was a period of time when my life was in a very, very dark place. I used to call it my bad country music song <laughs> and it was in a very dark place. And so I wasn't, I wasn't feeling, and I really could have used, I couldn't afford it at the time because I had nothing, but uh, I really could have used a uh, coach to help me through the hurt, the anger of losing everything, losing everybody, mm-hmm. um, and and the lies and all, and all that stuff, um, and that's that's why it's so important. And I wanted to have you on because it's so important that somebody has someone like you. You've been through the war. You know what has happened. Right. Thank and, you. And so now you are in a position to where you can say, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that happened to me." And oh, by the way, this is what you can expect to happen next. Mm-hmm. And, and stuff like that so that people can really understand the psychology and the thing that everything that happens to you while you're in this process of grief mm-hmm. and and reloading and getting ready for a new life and uh, and stuff like that. And, and I'm really glad that you were able to find another human being that you wanted to live with after after you uh, <clears throat> after after you got a divorce. Yeah, that's really important. Yes. And I mean, we've been married for 20 years. And so Steve actually helps me in the business as well. And I've been doing this since 2008, part time for three years. And then in 2011, I left corporate America. And I that was in 2011. So it's been over 11 years that I've been doing this full time. And I, you know, I mean, being an entrepreneur and having your own business and stuff is, is, is not as maybe cushy as a job where you know where your income's coming from every month. Right. But um, I wouldn't have it any other way because I, I used to have a very high need for security and, and to know, okay, this is where my money's coming from. And this is how much I used to plan right. out. I'm, I'm a CPA. <laughs> like I, I did, I did 20 oh. years of financial experience before I went into coaching. And so you know, I like the debits and the credits. <laughs> well, <laughs> CPAs are are the exact same thing, only different as engineers. 
right. as you like, you know, you've got numbers and the numbers always work the same way. Right. Um, if it's, if it's correct, it's always going to be the same way. Engineers are the same thing. You've got this widget and you put it next to this thing and that's how it all works. Whereas a coach operates from the different side of a brain. Right. Right. So how did you, how did you, how did you switch, <laughs> switch? Well, brain? I started going to a 12 step program over years anonymous and for compulsive eating and, and what, I don't know if you've ever been to a 12 step, but there's the, the founding organization was Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. And then there were offshoots of that. And so Overeaters Anonymous was the one that I went to. And, and I, I started day one and I got a sponsor on day one. A sponsor helps you work the 12 steps and the steps are spiritual steps designed to help you to heal the relationship with yourself and with other people and with higher power. However you define that. And so I fell in love with doing that. And five months later, my sponsor said, well, you're ready to sponsor now. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And she said, yes, you are. And I'm like, okay. So at the meetings, I raised my hand to say, I'm, I'm Angie, I'm a sponsor, you know? And so I started sponsoring people and I just loved it. I, I just really enjoyed how fulfilling it was to help someone at a deep core level, uh, just to change their life. And so a few years into doing that, someone approached me after a meeting and said, Hey, have you ever thought about being a life coach? And I'm like, a what? <laughs> I'd never <laughs> heard of it. And, and I, I was intrigued, but I didn't do anything with it. And then a year later, someone else approached me and said the same thing after a meeting. And this time they referred me to a person in Canada who I called. And then they referred me to a life coach. This was a business coach in Canada. They referred me to a life coach who lived a block from my house right here in St. Louis. A block. That's a surprise. Yeah. And so I met with this woman and I, uh, and I just, I was investigating the coaching industry, getting a traditional um, coaching certificate. And when I met with this woman named Barbara at the very end of our two hour conversation, she's like, Hey, um, do you want me to teach you something called emotional freedom technique? And I'm like, yeah, what is that? I loved the name of it. And so she said that she helped clients get centered for coaching sessions and in mm-hmm. this. Well, when she taught it to me, I was so impressed by it and just how simple it was, but profoundly powerful that I decided instead of going the traditional coaching route, uh, that I would get certified with EFT, emotional freedom technique, also called tapping. Yep. And have you heard of it? The tapping? Oh, yeah. Technique? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, that's the tapping. Yeah. And then, and then, and, right. And right. It, it's very similar to, um, you know, I have to laugh at people because somebody says, have you ever th- heard of acupuncture? Like, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, how does it work? Well, it, they, 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 uh, attack your pressure points that are, that, that control the pain and that kind of thing. And right. tapping, tapping is very similar to the same thing. Oh, right. It's acupuncture without needles. Which it's is, which is much more handy for me. Right. <laughs> handy. That's a good pun. So yeah, I, I fell in love with tapping. And so I got certifications in that and started helping uh, women with releasing weight, actually men and women uh, with EFT. And then that evolved over time into like what we've talked about into relationship coaching and and I'm a certified hypnotist. So I got a couple other certifications, um, certified healing code practitioner. And I love Donna Eden energy medicine. So like I do all these things really, the, I guess the common thing is that I help 
people to heal at a deep core level energetically. I use ener energy to understand what are the energy patterns going on um, to heal from trauma and divorce is a trauma uh, and loss is a, is a trauma. We have to get into the body. We, we, we have to do um, somatic. Soma means body somatic healing. And um, because that's where the memory, the cellular memory of trauma lives is in the body. And so I always called, I, I had used to call myself the mindset maven because I work with the mind, but really mm -hmm. now I'm more focused in on the heart and the energy of our, of our traumas, you know, from childhood, from current, you know, whatever it is. I mean, the last two and a half years with this pandemic have been traumatic. For people that they've had a reset, you know, of their heart and mind. And, and so I help them to um, heal from that trauma and we have to get into the body. You know, if you listen to medical science, they'll tell you that your heart pumps blood and that's, and, but there are also energy centers that are called chakras. Right. And there are at least seven, but some people say there are many, many more than that. Right. Right. And, uh, and they're all designed because we're energetic beings in a physical body. Right. And uh, John Edward talks about that a great deal. It's like, it's like mm -hmm. your body is your car. Uh, you are the driver. When you're done with your car, you leave the car there, but you're still the driver. You get out of the car and then you go get another car. Right. Or, and, and, and stuff. So we are energetic beings um, and we think energetically and, and it's all there, but, but we can also shut it down and we can get blocked. And mm -hmm. when you're suffering from trauma, a lot of times your your energy will get blocked and you won't be able to access it and stuff because your your mind is you, it, everything is kind of shutting down. And right, it doesn't want you to feel the ego mind, you know, doesn't oh, yeah. want you to feel. But when you use hypnosis mm -hmm. along with EFT uh, with freedom technique and um, and the other the healing codes, and, yeah, yeah, all that that you use, then you can, you can really delve deep in with somebody and, um, and, and talk to, I mean, I've had, um, um, hypnosis sessions where my guides are talking to me mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure that you get that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like regression analysis. And, you know, yes. that's not my forte. That's not my specialty with hypnosis, but I like you have some channeling abilities or just because I'm not, when I work with my clients and I have a group program for women, I work with men and women, by the way, but I, in my group, it's for women. Um, I get out of, I get out of the head, you know, out of the thinking and the over analysis and I connect with my heart and I connect with source or whatever you want to call it. Right. As a channel. And, and I just try to approach someone from that level of respect that we're, we're actually here Having, we have a physical body, but we're having a we're having a we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, and Perfect. I really do believe that. And and so once once uh, like Maddie died, her physical body died, but her energy, her her spirit, her personality, her soul did not. And so um, to me, that's very inspiring. It's very hopeful. It fills us with a lot of hope because we're so afraid of death. You know, we're so afraid of it. And, and I mean, I even it doesn't matter, I guess, how spiritual and how faithful we are or whatever. And we know that this isn't the end of the road. Right. 
we get to that end of the day and sometimes, you know, we're still scared, you know, cause I've seen people die who, um, had faith, but they were still scared and anxious when it came down to the end. Well, it's just like, uh, well, it's because I had lunch with a guy one time and, uh, and, and every time we had lunch, he prayed, mm-hmm. but he also cursed and he also talked about other things and he wanted to chase women and stuff like that. So right. it was clear to me that he was not, um, a real dedicated uh, um, um, person um, that was, you know, intent upon doing the source's work. So I said, I said to him one time, so tell me, why do you pray? And he, he said, well, no, I'm just covering all my bases. <laughs> so he didn't recognize the fact that uh, everybody knows what you're doing and it doesn't matter. Um, but, and when my mother passed away, um, it was several months later that um i had a medium because i get to talk to mediums because of what i do here all the time and uh and she was a fundamentalist christian and who believed in heaven and hell right and most people went to hell and he and the the medium said to me why is your mother saying why is it so crowded up here (laughs) (laughs) and i said because she didn't believe that everybody got to go there um, mm. it's like, what is he doing here? Kind of <laughs> her husband. So, and, uh, but you know, that it's a bite, but I think it's really vital. If you want to live your life completely, number one, you have to understand that it does continue, but you're mm-hmm. still going to need want to do the best you can here and to have as much of a positive impact in the world as you can. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we could get into a whole big discussion right now about, just what exactly, what is life, you know? And, and, um, I got nothing but time. (laughs) Um, well, I mean, because I do believe we have the contracts and everything that we we create and that what's behind the scenes is what is true reality, capital R reality, you know, what's behind the scenes is what's creating everything that we experience. Um, the free will part, that's where I think free will comes in, you know, is behind the scenes. Uh, but then the story is created. You know, we're living out stories. We're living out movies in a sense. You know, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I, I firmly believe that that we are um, all actors in a play. Right. This, right. This has been all rehearsed ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that each player is going to be play this role. And, and as it relates to this role, we all have free will, which sometimes causes the play to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. But then that's where improvisational um, acting and stuff that, that comes in. So I, and I really think that, that we do this for fun. Right. One of my mentors was Robert Scheinfeld. Um, do you know, you know that name or what? I've heard that name. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote Busting Loose from the Money Game and Busting Loose from the Business Game, but it's much more than what the title implies. And so um, we, me and my daughter, Maddie, and my other daughter, Chelsea, I have a stepdaughter, Chelsea, who lives in Boston. We all went to Robert's house in Virginia and did something called the Ultimate Key to Freedom Experience for five days at his house. It was amazing. And just the, the fact that me and Maddie and Chelsea all got to do this together and you know, Robert's teachings are all about how this is uh, an alternate reality. It's a script. You know, everything's being played out as it's supposed to, like a story or a novel. 
and uh, that he calls it true creative essence is what's behind the scenes. And that really everything that's happening here is not good or bad. You know, it's, it's creative. It's a creative expression, you know? And, oh, yeah. um, and, and that, you know, I don't know. Every life is a mystery. I don't really know exactly how, what everything is that's going on and so forth. Um, but you know, how much is of it is free will? Well, he, he doesn't think that there is free will as far as characters. He doesn't believe the characters here have free will. Okay. That's his, his bias. He admits yeah. that this is his bias. I mean, nobody really knows exactly until we go in transition, you know? Oh, exactly. But there's moments in every one of our lives when we have a clear cut decision to make and it affects our life one way or another, depending upon that decision. Um, and if we make the a decision differently, not right or wrong, but differently, then your life will turn out in a different way, which is, which at least that's, that's my opinion. Has, right. has that ever happened to you? It's, it's happened to me where the decision I made caused my life to, to, to go in a certain direction. Had I made the different choice, it would have gone in a different direction. Well, I can tell you the one that the, the thing that comes to mind for me, the biggest turning point decision was um, when I got divorced and I was sitting, it was prior to getting divorced. My ex brought the papers in. We met at a restaurant at a local restaurant. We sat down at that table and, and I was reading through these papers that his attorney had drawn up. And I, it said I would get her Saturday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or, or I'm sorry, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturdays, every other Saturday. That's it. Two days a month. Okay. And, um, and then all this other stuff. I mean, it was very, very limited. And I, I just remember thinking, well, wait a minute. What's this about? This isn't, no, this doesn't work for me. And he said, oh, but that, that, that's just, that's just formality. You know, you can see her whenever you want and blah, 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 blah. So I just, and I, I signed that. <laughs> I signed that paper because I believed him. I don't know why, but I did. I, mean, I wanted to believe him. So when I walked out of that restaurant, you know how we get these intuitive thoughts and feelings. And this was a pretty loud one. And it said, you're going to regret this one day, you know? And so that was a turning point decision for me uh, because, you know, I feel like as a character, I have just recently re released some guilt and shame around my mothering with Maddie because I felt like I let her down. You know, when I signed those papers and I let her dad be the primary custodian that I let her down, I could tell you so many more other stories about her and just how I felt like I let her down, you know? And I, I told my husband, Steve, this the other day, and he's like, you know, Angie, Maybe you made some decisions that you you let her down at times, but my gosh, you gave her so much more than you ever took away. Like you were always trying to help her. And, and I, I was her biggest champion, you know, and I, when she died, I felt like I can't make it up to you anymore. I, I, that was that guilt and shame of, I can no longer make up my mistakes to you, you know, and that, 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 I mean, that, I know now, and I really believe in my heart that this was destiny. This was how it was supposed to turn out. 
I couldn't have stopped anything. And that just now it's time to just be here now and be with her and enjoy this. Even though I can't hug her, I can't feel her. I can feel her energetically. I can feel her energetically. I get signs all the time, you know, and that, and that that's, that's enough for now. Well, and the cool thing is, is that you will see her again. Right. And that, that she is here for you and she's working behind the scenes to make your career, to make you help people uh, and to do some wonderful things for folks. Um, and, and you can never, by the way, and we, what happened in the past is the past. There's nothing you can do to change it. What right. you did, though, was when you had the opportunity and Maddie was in your house, you did everything you could to make it a great experience for her. Yes. Yes. And that's all you can do. You can't you can't do anything about the past. Right. And you have to. So you got to let it go. Um, and, and to end on a positive note with Maddie, like even though she lived only 22 and a half years, we did so many fun things together. Like we traveled the world together. We went to Paris, France. We went to Australia. We went to Hawaii. We went to Mexico. I mean, all over the United States. I mean, we just we got to do so many things in her 22 years. And one of her sayings was um, when we were doing that healing circle, um, this was in September. She died in October. In September, we had a beautiful September together. That's my birthday month. And she said, um, I'm at peace. I want for nothing. That's what she said. And, and I remember on my birthday, September 23rd, we it was my last birthday with her and I was getting all sorts of signs. This is going to be the last time this is going to be, you know, I was getting that the whole year prior to her dying. And I was in denial. Of course, I didn't want to believe that, but on her, on my birthday in 2018, um, we would take four wheeler rides on occasion. And so she's like, my birthday was a Sunday. It was just gorgeous out. We'd had my birthday weekend at my mom's. and, And so we got on the four wheeler and we were going down the lane and, the sun was out. It was a perfect Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And, and she just held on to me, you know, and she put her head on my, the back of my head and it was beautiful. It was just perfect. And, and it was her did. way, it was her way of saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And she, she, like, like I said, I'm looking at a picture of her now. She's a beautiful girl. And uh, she she has you can see that she has great spirit, mm-hmm. and uh, and you had a great time with her, and it was her time to go, right? And her body was failing, her. right, right. And there was no coming back from that. Um, that that is a horrible disease. It can mm-hmm. be, and, uh, right. and stuff. But but you have nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be sorry for. You did you did a great thing. Um, by her and and you're doing a great thing with the people that you're working for since and sometimes those things those experiences that we have cause us to be able to go do some great things and you're you're working hard to do some great things for some people and um, I honor you for it I think you're doing awesomely thank you thank you and you can go to harmonyharbor.com and you can find out all about um, um, Angie and 
her work. She's got a blog. Tell me about the free ebook. What do you what are you what are you gonna give them for free? <laughs> uh, Self care for women going through divorce. So it's an ebook out there that shows them how to do self-care in 15 minutes a day and really start to get power back, reclaim their power over their lives, get their lives back if they've been impacted by divorce. And they don't have to be going through divorce. They could be contemplating it. They could have been impacted by it. Say they have kids in the middle. They could have been divorced for 15 years. Um, it doesn't really matter. But if they've been impacted by divorce um, or loss, um, they'll benefit from that. And I have a a free class. It's virtual so that you can join anywhere in the world. And it's coming up on August 17th. And it's called the three secrets to survive the stress of divorce. And um, so that's at 5 p.m. Central. It's out on my website under events and they can go register for that for free. So I do have some free resources. And one thing I want to say is if they could join this retreat that I have coming up. It's online again, anywhere they can join it. It's um, August 27th. So 10 days after that it's, I do these once a quarter. Um, it's a full day retreat and they can get it for early bird of $97. And the amount of value that they get for this is just amazing. Um, but it's $97. And so, you know, it's, <laughs> they can register now for that. That's that's nothing. That's that is well, it's not nothing, but it's well worth it's well worth the investment because one of the things that we're finding with uh, COVID and and hanging out in your house all the time and not being able to go out and and just hang out with people because you don't want to get sick and and mm -hmm. stuff like that is is that if you can if you can do a session like this with a group of like minded people, even though it's in Zoom, mm -hmm. you feel like you're actually even there, right? Right. And you feel like you're working together. And I highly recommend it because that's that's how we're keeping our human connections together. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I applaud what you're doing. You you're you are you are awesome. And uh, uh, I want to thank you for being here. You, you you were amazing. I can't believe you've been doing this since 2003. That's you have a heart of gold. I can tell. <laughs> well, my mission is to help people understand that we are all one. Mm -hmm. And that we all can work together to achieve great things. But in order to do that, we have to all work together to achieve great things. And that's why I love talking to people like you, because you're doing the same thing I'm doing just in a different way. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I, and I truly appreciate the, the work that you you're doing and, and the loss that you've experienced and also the wonderful things that you've experienced. By the way, is that a, is that a, a, a clock, a chiming clock in the background? It is. <laughs> I heard that those. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I love those things. So, so we're going to run out of time here and I would, can, can a couple things. Yeah. First of all, will you come back and talk to me again? Oh, I would love that, Kevin. I would love to have you back. There's so much more that we need to talk about. Uh, this is this has gone a, a little a little dark because of the loss and stuff, but uh, there's lots of positivity and light that we can bring. Oh through. yeah, yeah. And uh, the second thing is is um, I'm going to set myself aside, and I'd like you to talk and to say anything that you would like to the audience that's listening now or is going to be listening into the future about anything that's on your heart to say. Just to, I think, have fun, relax about it all. 
I have a little sign that says relax and accept the crazy in my kitchen. And because life is a crazy ride, but it's not the end of the road. And, and we'll, we will see our loved ones again. We'll, we'll, we're all connected. We're all one, even though it feels somewhat isolating at times that to have hope, to have inspiration, because there's why not? Right. This is a wild ride. And I seek gratitude no matter what. It's like gratitude no matter what. After we feel safe and supported, which we can heal trauma if we start to feel safe and supported. And then we can start to create joy and inspiration. But we have to have that safety and that support first. And we've been talking with Angie Monco. And you need to get in touch with her. You can go to her website. Uh, which is harmonyharbor.com. And can they, is it Angie at harmonyharbor.com? It is. Yep. That's my email. And so you can get a hold of her. You can go there and, and get the free ebook. And there's also the events. She's got uh, several uh, um, podcasts she's been on. I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that she'll add our podcast to of your course. website. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I thank you ever so much because it's, <laughs> it's just been, it's, it's great fun. And, and, what I would tell people is don't take life so seriously. Yeah. Take care of each other. Be kind to one another. Understand that, that it doesn't end and it's not going to end badly. It's just going to end. Right. But it doesn't end because you get to go. That's uh, so one thing that, and one of my, the other things that I love to do is to, is to talk to or to listen to stu- a near, near death experience studies Mm-hmm. And virtually all of them say that at the end of the day, there's only two things. There's love and fear. Yeah. And, and we need to act out of love and, and put fear uh, away. And mm-hmm. if we can do that, then we can do so much more. Um, That's but true. You, you need, if, if you're lost, if you are not feeling it, <laughs> if you're not feeling like you can get out of it, get a coach. I would recommend Angie, but get a coach that can help you understand that it's it you can recover right especially from divorce or worse yet um uh widowhood um if if your spouse dies or Mm -hmm. if your children uh pass away i can't think of anything more horrific than that but go talk to a coach they can help yes Yes. so and i recommend this one because (laughs) i i love all the tools that you bring to it the hypnosis the the tapping all all of that you can actually help people in a myriad of ways so you thank you you should should be very proud of yourself young one (laughs) i try (laughs) by the the way my birthday is september 11th what's your oh september 23rd oh you're well you're younger than i then so i'm a libra oh i'm a virgo so yeah um, you know, so I every every nine every nine eleven I get to have a birthday, and <laughs> it's not nearly as much fun as it used to be. I got to tell you. I bet. So, so anyway, we've been thank talking you. with. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Angie Monco, and uh, go to our website, which is harmonyharbor.com. Thank you. If you'll wait right there, I'll okay. be right the back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. 
I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.